Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the weekly podcast from Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. We've got fresh meat on the show today. We are joined by our senior pastor, our fearless leader, Pastor Dennis Daniels, our office manager, Sherry Smith, and of course, my beautiful wife and our youth director, Jessica Evans. And by the way, I'm Jeff. Anyway, guys, everyone say hello. 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 Today we have a very special podcast where you're going to be talking about our individual favorite sermon series and why. Okay, but before we start, I'd like to ask everyone a random question. So what is your favorite Christmas gift you have received? We'll start with Sherry. She she was my most reluctant today, so I'll start with her. (laughs) Yeah, favorite Christmas present ever received. Ever received. Oh, this is going to sound corny, but my grandchild's first Christmas when she was nine weeks old was at my house, and that was the greatest, and and she lived in Wyoming at the time, so that was my greatest Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, we'll go with Dennis. What what was your favorite? We kind of did a family thing where we got ukuleles, and I got one, my wife got one, and uh, some of my kids, and we were all playing it that afternoon or trying to play it it was a lot of fun it was crazy yeah uh, so that was a fun one. Oh, that sounds awesome all right jessica what is yours it's got to be something yeah. i bought you right oh sure well i think it actually is you got me a a little it was a necklace we had gotten into a car accident when we were in like when we were 17 and you got me one a little plate like necklace that said um something about a guardian angel on it i don't even know now but i remember that really specifically and yeah. It's really pretty, remember? Awesome. What about you? I feel yeah. like y'all's were all really sentimental. Oh. And uh, I got, I think Jessica got me an Xbox One, like last year <laughs> or the year before. I was really excited about that. Yeah, like, I don't remember that. Well, I thought I that's what it. we were going for. I, I, I really did like my Dustbuster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that. <laughs> all right, so to jump into the good stuff, uh, our favorite sermon series. Who wants to start us off? Tell us about your favorite sermon series and what you liked about it. I'll go. All right. Um, go. My favorite sermon series was probably the first one when we came when we first came here, which was the Bible series. Mm-hmm. Just because it has such a it holds such a sentimental place in my heart because we were watching it at the time at home, and that's kind of what prompted us to come to church for the first time, and then to walk in the doors and to see that you guys were on the you know that it was the same same series that we were watching at home, and it was just it was just like God was like. Total confirmation. Yes. Yeah, like was. He, he was like, this is where you're supposed to be. And here's the proof. So right. I think it was Which great. Which I love that because that yeah, mm-hmm. was what we were watching, but it also sparked my curiosity to look more into the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I was watching it on TV, but then you went even deeper into yes. it. And it just made me actually want to read the passages to understand the scripture for myself. Mm-hmm. And it and, helped me like yeah. to fall in love with Jesus more because Absolutely. like just to see somebody play him in such a, I thought a really great way. And I don't know, just. It was so good and special to me. So, yeah, that's my favorite. I agree. Right? I think my favorite, my favorite's always the one I'm doing at the present time because that's the one I'm studying. But one of my favorite was was this time keeps on slipping. And uh, because of the concept, I think that was an orange conference came out with that originally, but it was a, uh, from a time a child is born, if you normally give people a jar of marbles, 936 marbles, and right. that represents one week 
of their life. So you can move them over. And you think about from the time they're born till the time they graduate, uh, 936 marbles. And then we kind of in that series talked about how, you know, the church only gets a very small amount of those marbles, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, per weekend. And then if you're from a, uh, a home where a divorce you've only got half of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh so it made me really think about my own children my grandchildren and uh but time does keep on slipping and that was right. just kind of uh sometimes that you know it brings to mind every weekend how important every day of your life is every weekend of your yeah. life and uh the important part the church plays because we we only get a we only get a very short amount of time. We probably get less than 40 marbles a year mm-hmm. with your child or, or for an adult. And uh, just recently I said the more you miss church, the less you miss mm-hmm. yeah. church. Yeah. And so sometimes time, uh, uh, we realize if you are taught to number your days. But that was kind of important to me. But right now mm-hmm. I'm crazy about the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, same here. Speaking on the, the time keeps on slipping, I think uh, that message, whenever we went through that series, it was really like a, a convicting factor for yeah. us parents. Because I, I think a lot of times we think, okay, our kid's going to be a Christian because they're growing up in church. But the church has such a limited amount of time with our kids, whereas we get, you know, every single day, right, or almost right. every day. And, and so really, we have the most marbles to be pouring into our kids' faith. And right. I think it's a huge convicting factor. And I think we still refer to that series when we're talking about when we're raising London and we're mm-hmm. reading her like her little Bible storybooks and stuff. Like we're trying to do as much as we can with the marbles we have too. Right. We're all losing our marbles. Absolutely. <laughs> In more ways Some than Some more than others. <laughs> yeah. Than others. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Sherry, you want to go next? Well, um, I guess I would have to say that uh, it's all it's it's the current one, which is the Book of Acts. Although I I like any sermon series that just is going by a book, like when the yeah. Book of Romans and and all the other. I I really enjoy that. Part of what I enjoy about it is seeing the uh, teaching pastors come in with what they're studying and what they're learning, and even our senior pastor with what he learned. I am just in awe of what God says. And, and how much we all learn each time you read the Bible. Right. Uh, uh, a scripture that you know by heart and right. what you think you know about it. And as, as the teaching pastors study, they just come in so excited about what they've learned. And it, it's, it's, it's awesome. And it's like, you know, uh, you'd think that they already know all there is to know, but they don't. And that, <laughs> I know that's that's what's you know. We didn't want you to know that. It's like <laughs> you know, they're just they're just people. They they learn just like we do. And, yeah. And I guess I'm in all that because I I feel so ordinary, and then I realize they're just ordinary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes extraordinary. It, sometimes, sometimes extraordinary. Sometimes. But sometimes ordinary. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But the thing about the the sermon series right now in Acts is how it relates to our our times, mm-hmm. the times today. And as we all know, this past week has been an election week, yes. and it's been very important for people to pray and search their hearts, search the scripture, which, uh, like I say, Acts is just so so related to today that it's it's been a good time, and it's a God thing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's uh, the certain 
scriptures were it would be on the Sundays that they were. Mm-hmm. And, right, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's just amazing. And uh, so I guess I would always say it's the current one that right. we're yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> so There's so I'm, many really to choose it. from, and there's yeah. so many that are just – they're so good all the time. Every, we're, we stay in an amazement all the time about how well the series goes and right. how much we learn each time we change a series. And, and, and sometimes we don't want to change the series because we learn so much more. Yeah. Like, we want to keep it forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm kind of sad that the book of Acts is coming to an end. Right, yeah. I know. Because, uh, like, last sure. Sunday was Paul's farewell right. speech. Yeah. And, uh it was kind of sad because all the people fell upon him and began to weep and cry. Right. And he goes, Yo, you're going to make me cry. You know, yeah. that's the human part of Paul. And right. he's so hard. But now he's going like, you're going to make me cry. Yo, back off, back off. You know, <laughs> and that tender, uh, the rough Paul that didn't yeah. want to have anything to do with John Mark because he wasn't up to standard. <laughs> right. Now he's this tender, older guy realizing he's facing his fate. Uh, and it was all in God's will. It was, it's, it's an amazing, amazing book. Mm-hmm. And I always like to bring back up uh, the, uh, you know, the story of when we were born. Mm-hmm. When we were born, you know, hopefully we're the only one in the room crying, everybody else is rejoicing. Mm-hmm. But when you die, uh, you're the only one hopefully rejoicing, everybody mm-hmm. else is crying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it depends on what you've done with your life. And right. when you think about it, Paul had been this guy that made this great transpos- tra- you know, a transformation in his life, and now he is uh, the guy that used to kill people in the name of religion. Now people are crying because he's leaving, and they loved him. And uh, but in the book, uh, who switched the price tags by uh, Tony Campolo? He says uh, it all depends on whether you've lived your life for titles or testimony, mm-hmm. and. Of course, we realize that Paul starts off with all his titles. Right. You know, I'm, I'm the Pharisee of the Pharisee, but he ends up with his testimony. Right. And we were just talking this morning about the young guy that went in the pulpit, and he was so well prepared, and he was mechanical, and he went in the pulpit, and he really did not go well, and he comes out, you know, just with his head down. And this old preacher said, if you had went in the pulpit like you came out of the pulpit, you would have came out like you went in. And it's kind of that way with life. Life has a way of humbling you, and people seem to like the humble version of us better than they do the. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The other one. But this past Sunday was probably one of my favorite sermons ever. That because just I want a life that is of title or of of testimonies and not titles. Like I would rather that be my legacy that I left for my child than. Mm. any kind of like degree that I could get. So it was really eye-opening to me too yeah. and really lets you see what you want your life to look like. So. Jeff's one of our teaching pastors. I mean, yeah. how's that Book of Acts affected you? It's It's been huge for me because I actually I want to do a podcast just on like our biggest takeaways from the Book of Acts. Yeah, be and, and I think that's going to be a whole podcast by itself. But the number one thing that stuck out to me is like, I, I don't know if all my other like understanding of the Book of Acts is been you know they go in and amazing things just happen like right they go and do incredible things but when you really break it down like when you go chapter by chapter passage by passage you realize that they're just ordinary people doing ordinary things (laughs) and just god does amazing things through that Mm -hmm. and and i bet like while they were doing it they felt sort of like we're doing it like we're just doing these things that need to be done because they have to be done Right, right? right but then god uses that to 
to make the church just flourish. And I think that's incredible. And I think it's motivating and encouraging for us as, as, you know, ministers that if we can just keep doing the ordinary, that God will come through and he'll do the extraordinary. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of my takeaway is uh, how, you know, I was expecting the book of Acts. That's the big Holy Spirit book. That's the yeah, miracle exactly. book. Then I realized there's very few miracles actually in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. And there's only a recording of eight sermons that the Apostle Paul preached. Right. But I'm like, man, that's kind of cool. Uh, most of the whole book of Acts is ordinary people right. uh, doing these extraordinary things, like right. you just said. And uh, like I love what Peter goes, like, why look at us like we did? We, <laughs> right. we didn't do it. We don't yeah. even know what we're doing. We just came. And, I mean, I said, get up in the name of Jesus, and I was surprised you got up. Right. I can relate to Peter a lot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. I hope God makes something good out of it. Right. <laughs> well, that's something for me I think has just been incredible in the book of Acts is like to just see like these – Ordinary people do ordinary, like mundane things, and then God just do the extraordinary yeah, through it. That's awesome. Yeah, because I think every time you think of like acts and stuff, you expect to, you know, you expect to go out and do like a ministry and just the whole world be evangelized at that instant. Mm-hmm. But really, it's them going and reaching a few people at a time and just the the gospel spreading through that message. And I think it's incredible. Uh, I think I thought when I was first starting the book of Acts that it was going to be I was going to be able to tell y'all how to get ready and get anointed enough and spiritual enough that you could you could cause a miracle to happen. Right. And then now getting to the end of the book, I'm like, no, that ain't never going to happen. <laughs> what? What? No. I'm just going to tell you that one of these days you're going to be going down the road and a miracle is going to happen to you and you're going to go, how did that happen? Right. <laughs> right. That's kind of the way it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So to, to finish. Yeah, yeah. My, oh, yeah. my favorite sermon series that I think we've done and I love Acts. Acts, uh, Acts is probably one. It's it's in my top two. But I do think my favorite would be the campfire stories. Oh, yeah. That one was yeah. so good. Because during that, and if you haven't, I will make sure to link it in the, the podcast. I'll link all these sermon series like to the YouTube links in the podcast description. But in this one, we had different people in our church come up and give their testimony. And we kind of sat down in like lawn chairs, and we had a fake fire up on stage. <laughs> I ruined it if you thought the fire was real. Um, but it was a fake fire, and we just sat there, and we kind of had a discussion back and forth and, and let them tell their story and the amazing thing that God had done. And I just I thought it was so powerful to hear those stories of like people that you know and just for them to tell you like what God has done in their life. And then I think the teaching pastors, I remember I preached one during that, and I think Sam and Teresa did too. So we, we kind of were, were doing the rotating thing during that one too and i think all the pastors did an amazing job of mm-hmm. of bringing the message and and allowing that person to tell their story because that was the most important part is the, for them to tell their story and for me that one was just incredibly powerful um i, I really enjoyed that one but acts i'm really loving acts i'm, I'm really excited about what we're going to do next too because we're talking about after christmas because christmas we're going to go into a uh what was the name of the sermon series i don't know <laughs> i don't know not editing that out. <laughs> we don't know. It's not about the, Santa Claus. The, Chris, the Christmas dilemma. <laughs> it's not uh, about reindeer. Yeah. It's not about a snowman. Yeah. yeah. So uh, going into the Christmas Jesus. season, we're going to be doing the Christmas dilemma. That's the name yeah, of it, right? The dilemma. Yeah. So we're going to be doing the Christmas dilemma, but and that one, the I'm actually. Dilemma. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This was it. This was it. Okay. So we're going to be jumping into the Christmas dilemma, mm. and then after that, starting in January, we're going to do another book study is sort of what we're talking Sturdy. about. Sturdy. Sturdy. Say that again. Sturdy. We're going to be doing another book study, and that's what we're, we're figuring out right now, but I'm, I'm really loving these book studies where we're kind of going through passage by passage, chapter by chapter. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 
You know, we used to do, uh, we used to download sermon series from, you know, great churches like Rick Warren and others. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Sometimes God lays on some nation, great nationwide yeah. pastor, and every church can be encouraged and use that in their congregation. But I, I think you can get in the habit of doing that every week. Mm-hmm. And there's something about the book studies. It's kind of like a challenge. You don't know what you're going to get next. Right. And like I, you know, we when we break this when we break the book up to the different uh, speakers, like oh my God, what am I going to do with that? And, yeah. and as you just start reading it and letting it just soak in, God says, "Here's what you're going to do with it." Right. Mm-hmm. And that's almost spoiled me to wanting to go back to any other studies anyway. Right. Because you definitely know God speaking to you when mm-hmm. that happens. He takes just some 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 old text of something and makes it relevant and you're going man i never knew that that's powerful yeah yeah that's something i've loved too from all the different speakers is just hearing on on passages like even in acts that i've i've taught through acts with the youth and stuff but i i hear the messages and i'm like i did not know that at all mm-hmm. and that's what i think is interesting is each one of the the pastors that get up there and talk like they all have like their own own thing. Like I love when Sam brings out uh, like interesting Hocus facts. Focus, yeah. yeah, like Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. one was so good. Um, and Teresa, same thing. She can make it like really connect emotionally. And yeah. it, every time you speak, I, I learn something new. Mm-hmm. But yeah. and that's what I love about kind of the the rotating pastor thing. I hope everyone else is enjoying it too. Yeah. But so far, I'm, well, I'm loving it. It was actually during the Book of Acts that we decided to make a rotating pulpit a mm-hmm. regular thing. And a lot of people say, you can't do that. You can't have a regular rotating, <laughs> you know. But one what we decided, we decided yeah, we were going to have a, a teaching team, a, a, a ministry teaching team. And we're big about team around here. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, we're going to try it because we believe God uses ordinary people in extraordinary ways. Absolutely. And so, you know, Jeff, like, he preaches, and, like, it just blew me away. And then here's Sam, and then Teresa, and, like, mm-hmm. man, i got to really study. These guys are just showing me up. I'm supposed to be the lead pastor. Oh, man. Well, it's awesome to see, too, like, how all four of you guys pull from, like, different experiences that you have in different stages of life that you all are at. And it's just it's great to have, like, different people in the congregation can relate to the different speakers in different ways, and I think that's pretty great too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm usually talking about grandkids, and mm-hmm. y'all talking about children, and right. uh, yeah, and uh, you know, who knows what Teresa's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> she's not here, that's so she true. can't. Women do it. issues, <laughs> men issues, teenagers. Yeah, she's not here to defend herself. <laughs> we can say a she's, she's almost got two teenagers. We don't need to cut this like... out because she needs to know if she's sick and not here, and we do the podcast, anything could happen. Yep, yep anything's going to happen. We're calling you out, Teresa. Yeah. All right, Pastor Dennis, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say something, Sherry. Yeah, I had a thought, but... It's right on the tip of your tongue. No, this is yeah. a thought that I had as you guys were talking, but mm-hmm. it is a thought that I don't want to go away in the sense that you're talking about the doing the books and the sermons and the rotations and stuff like that. And it, it dawned on me that that you're talking about going to a Christmas dilemma. Mm -hmm. So here's the dilemma. Should you do a book study all the way through Christmas in the sense that people that only come to church during Christmas, they always hear the same sermon. Mm -hmm. If you're in a book study, you're, you're forced to hear a different, (laughs) hear a different sermon. And that is that not the dilemma at Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter? And do we do the traditional Christmas story or do we do the traditional Easter story? 
because you do have those people that only come on Christmas and Easter. Mm-hmm. So think about it. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Think about it in the sense that you Sometimes do. we do make church so predictable. It's like the little kid in the Sunday school class, and the teacher says, what's brown and gray and got a bushy tail and climbs trees? And he goes, sure sounds like a squirrel, but I'm going to say Jesus. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, we make, like, yeah. everybody knows we're going to do Christmas stories at Christmas, Easter yeah. stories. You know. We get answers like so that in youth group, though. For honest. Christmas, we should actually teach the Revelation. Book of Revelation. Ah, uh, yeah. Off guard. <laughs> I thought you knew what you were showing up for. <laughs> uh, Surprise. It's Christmas Sunday, gotcha. and I'm supposed to preach on Acts circumcision. Maybe we should call it gotcha. Gotcha. surprise everyone every time. There we go. Let's just... I don't know what. All right, so now you guys don't know what you're showing up for. No, whatever it is, we're going to squash Satan and kick him in the crotch. (laughs) Had to get that in there. All right, I'm going to wrap this up before it gets too out of hand. Before we take a complete alternate route around everything else. Okay, so we want to know from you guys, if you're part of the group, if not, go ahead and join it. It's called GCC Online. Go ahead and let us know in the group what your favorite sermon series is that we've done. And we also want to give you the opportunity to help us choose what our next sermon series is going to be after Christmas. So we're going to have a poll that goes live when this podcast goes live. So go to that poll and let us know what you think we should be talking about or what book we should be going through in January. All right, be sure to do that. It's Thank you, guys. Like voting, right? They can it's sort vote, of like voting. But, it's a lot like voting. But if the Lord tells us something else, yeah, gonna... yeah, that's true too. Yeah. We're going to squash it yeah. and kick it in the crotch. I did that. Okay. <laughs> we love you guys. We will see you next Monday. Bye. 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 <laughs>